Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lonneke Talks USA. My name is Lonneke Engel, and I'm going to tell you all about everything happening in the USA and my experience and my views on it. And uh, you might see that I am in a different location. I'm back home in New York, and we also have new things. So for the people watching, and uh, I will show you but for the people listening i will explain it to you thanks to your support over the past year you um gave me the opportunity to invest in my studio so for instance this um what is it called uh, a mic arm i got it from vivo he donated or sponsored me with that and all the other people that sponsored me um i was able to purchase other products to make this video and this this chat and this podcast better also got a new mic so for the people listening i probably have a better sound and that's not all i also have a new sidekick or actually he's always been there but dirk is now going to actually talk with us on the live stream so um let's see if it works happy new year happy new year <laughs> happy new year everybody so much has been going on and i will talk about everything but um, people have requested that dirk would also talk so we made that happen and in the future with your support you um, will see more new things happening in this live stream and podcast because yes it will also be uploaded on my podcast channel and that's all things that Dirk will take care of but Dirk can you tell me a little bit about it okay we'll do it later but we're gonna talk about the USA because I returned home a while ago and um, you know New York City you have to quarantine so I've been basically inside and just organizing my life and I hope you also um, had a good new year I slept through it so i was just like over it 2020 needed to be over and we have a new fresh start 2021 i also can see your um your for the people watching i can also see your comments so if you have any questions or comments or things you want us to talk about please leave them in the live chat also if you have a link or something that other people need to look at please do it in the chat and we will cover it along the way. But of course, the one thing that's on everybody's mind is what's going to happen in the USA after, well, January 6th and January 20th. So much is going on right now. I've been saying it, we'll cover it one by one. And I will, um, do I have to lower the mic a little bit? Like this, okay. Or I'll sit up a little bit. Um, why am I saying January 6th? Well, actually, January 5th is a big day because there is a election in Georgia. And it's for two senators, two Senate seats. And this can be the difference between a majority for the Republicans or that the Democrats are going to gain some seats, which the Republicans want to avoid at all costs, of course. But that is happening in Georgia, and there's a lot of other things happening in Georgia. We will cover it a little bit later. But January 6th is a big day because that's when the electoral votes are going to be counted in Congress. And 
normally this is a, just a procedure nobody's watching, but this time everybody is watching because there are some senators and some House representatives that have already said that they're going to block this or object the counting and they think there should be uh, an audit. And the leader of the senators that have spoken out is Ted Cruz. And there's about 12 senators right now that have spoken out that they're going to object. And about 140, they're, they're, the people that are talking, they say that there's about 140 House representatives that are going to object. So there are some people that are going to object. What it's going to do and what will result from it, we have to just see. I told you last year that we all need to just calm down, take it easy, and just watch the process play out because this is a constitution. America has a constitution, and there's a process. And sometimes both sides agree that one person won, one becomes a president. But just like this case, one side, they both, think that they're, they won and nobody has conceded. So you go through the whole process and that's what's happening. And an audit, what they're asking for is 10 day audit to look at all the evidence. Why are they asking it? Well, I think any election should be transparent. And if any side is, is not sure that the election was transparent, I think it is okay to do an audit. I think there should always be an audit, to be honest. And we need to really look at the, the, the votes. It's not just one issue. It's so many issues. If you follow to the news and all the testimonies in the hearings that have happened over the past weeks and months, you know that there's not just one issue. And we don't know if it will change the election results, but What's definitely happening is that almost half of the country, maybe even more, don't believe that the election was fair. So if you want everybody to believe and agree that one became the winner, you need to really do an audit. And especially this case with so many issues and so many uh, people speaking out. And again, I am just here as an observer. I cannot vote in America. I live here. I'm a legal immigrant. And I just share with you what I see happening. And I will, in the future, after the quarantine, we'll let you know what's happening in the streets of New York. But we can also just watch what's happening in Congress and watch what happens in the news. And there are some trends. And if you took the red pill, you see things happening. And you can also maybe um, pr uh, predict things happening in the future. And I will also share with those things with you. But what was just the most, you know, for me, it is a process. So we are just a few days until January 6th. And then we are going to have these objections. And Mike Pence is going to be the head of the counting. And I don't know what is ex exactly going to happen, but they want an audit. And some people are speaking out against it. Some people speaking out uh, in favor. But I think what I also hear people talking about is that the people that don't like Trump, they just want to get rid of him. And they're like, yeah, but all these courts, they, they didn't think there was any evidence. But not one court or maybe 
not even, I don't even know how many, but I think it's none. Nobody has heard the evidence. Nobody wanted to have a hearing in court. They all threw it out based on lack of standing or that it wasn't, you know, the, the case wasn't good enough. They threw it out. So there haven't been any hearings. And what the Republicans that are objecting want is that the evidence is going to be heard in Congress. And if the evidence is being heard in Congress, then we can all have an opinion on it. And then the senators can vote in favor of uh, sort of, I mean, the, uh, accepting the certified votes. Because again, the process was 3rd of November, everybody was voting. But then some states, they made the days to vote many more days and they also changed the laws. And now some Republicans are saying that's against the constitution. You cannot do that. But again, no court has, has wanted to hear it or wanted to hear it. So we don't know what evidence or what the court thinks think of it. So the only thing we can do is listen to the people in Congress and hear what they think of all the, the, evidence and um so then we had the process of you know counting the votes maybe recount some wanted an audit but that didn't really happen in many states um president trump wanted a um audit of the signature signatures didn't happen and then december 14th i believe it was or 15 14 15 and one of these days um, they were, the electors were voting and then on January 6th, those would be accepted in Congress. And some people say, yeah, this is against the constitution. No, this is actually following the constitution. And the Democrats have objected in the past and the Republicans can do it. I don't know if it's going to change anything, but I think that it's important that we, um, wait and just watch the process. I think it's going to be live and I'm, I'm for definitely going to watch it, but also there's going to be a big rally in DC. This is what president Trump has asked to have, uh, all the patriots that are feeling that the election is being stolen from them to come to Washington DC. We have seen that the tickets to DC have, you know, quadruples in price. The hotels are very expensive, but it's not going to stop the Patriots from coming, I think. And it's going to be a peaceful protest, just like the, the Trump supporters, they always aim for a peaceful protest. And uh, if you cannot make it to DC, they ask everybody to go to the local state capital um, to go there and, and, you know, support the fellow Patriots. Again, I don't know if it's going to change anything, but I think it's important that um, if you feel like you want to have your voice heard, that people need to hear your voice, you should do that. Yeah, that's a right in America, the right to protest. And um, we'll see how many people show up, but that's what's going to happen. And um, what people basically want is to audit the vote, to see who voted and how many um, signatures are matching the votes. And I think this is just a fair question. And I 
if you think that you want fair and square, you would have no objection. You would just have people audit twice, three times, just have a little patience and be like, okay, you really want to also understand that we want fair and square? Just do the audits. But what is it that they're afraid of? Because they're really going, this is treason, this is everything bad. Why are you doing this? Even though this is actually following the constitution, this is the right that senators have and house representatives have, that patriots have. And um, we hope that in the end, January 20th, we'll have an inauguration of a president that a majority of Americans will agree that that's the fair and square president and who won uh, with the most votes and the most electoral votes and everything was really audited. All the signatures were checked. And I'm sure that also the Republicans and the Trump supporters, which is something different than the Republicans, because many Trump supporters do not, they support Trump, not per se the Republicans. And I feel like sometimes the Republicans forget that, but um, they are waiting for all the evidence and all these hearings and all these this proof to be seen and then they they can also feel okay this is this is uh fair but the democrats don't want it biden is the winner and let's just move on the other thing that's happening is interesting i see that um in the meantime vivo thank you so much for another very nice um what is it a sticker and uh, I hope you like the microphone. Thanks to you, I got the arm and everything, so it sounds better. But I noticed a few things over the past months. And I want to hear what you think. But we have not talked about Kamala Harris. Because we spoke about Trump. That Trump feels that the, the election was stolen from him. And we'll talk a little bit later, a little more about it. But uh, Mike Pence, that is he going to support this? Is he going to support that? Is he going to use his um, powers to uh, overturn the election? We don't know. We'll have to see on January 6th what Mike Pence is going to do. Then we have Biden, who is already acting like he's president-elect and he has uh, office of president-elect. He's been speaking to foreign leaders. He's already planning everything, already has his cabinet ready. But we also have Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris wasn't popular in the primaries. She dropped out and she barely got like 1% or 2% of the support. So not many people were excited for her. But she ended up on the ticket with Joe Biden. And... Then, oh, and then we we saw her during the inauguration, not the, the acceptance speech of Joe Biden. We saw her that she was also giving a speech, which is weird because normally it's only the president, and now it was the vice president who was also talking. So people were like, they're gonna really push Kamala Harris to the front because. It was already clear that um, Joe Biden, by accident, or maybe it was on purpose, we don't know, but he said um, the office of, uh, or what was it, administration, the Harris administration together with Joe Biden, or 
That's what Harris said. It was already, there were already mistakes in the beginning, even before the election made. And that has continued over the months that suddenly Kamala Harris, that, that um, Joe Biden refers to her as the president-elect. So we feel like she's being pushed to the forefront. And um, even on cover, she's there, covers of magazines, you'll see her. And then today I noticed something. The Hill had an opinion piece and it said something about, can we already whisper about President Harris? So people are like, maybe this was the plan all along and they're going to push President Harris. It's going to be President Harris. I want to know what you feel like. But um, I also see that, Elia, you say that Kamala hasn't given up her seat. She's a senator at the moment. And she hasn't given up her seat either, which maybe she does on January 6th, or maybe she does it just before. But normally, I think uh, Mike Pence was governor at the time. He gave it up also like two weeks before the inauguration. But so... If everything continues the way it is, I feel like we're going to deal with Kamala Harris more than what they all portrayed it to be in the beginning. But if you noticed, and you took notice, you saw that they were pushing Kamala to the front. So that's what I've been noticing and that they're now starting to talk suddenly about that Joe Biden, maybe Kamala is more... First, Joe Biden was super fit and could totally be president. And now they're backtracking a little bit. So that's what I noticed. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's only President Harris in the future. If, of course, um, everything goes according to what the media says. The media says that Joe Biden is the president-elect. That means that he would be inaugurated January 20th. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. And we have to just wait to see on January 6th and January 20th what ha what's happening. And I'm hoping and praying that everything will be transparent because I know if it's not transparent, people will be upset and angry and feel like something is taken from them. And uh, I hope that that um, the internet gets back. Because can I just keep talking? We'll just talk for a little bit. Yeah, the internet was down again. It's the weekend. I'm sorry. You know, New York City, there was always an issue with the internet in the weekends. But... You know, we have to make the best of it. We're relying on outside internet service. Not, some, not something we can deal with or we can have we have anything to say about. But I don't know if you just noticed the uh, news going back to President Trump. Um, Washington Post came out with a phone call between President Trump and the Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad, let's see his name, Raffensperger or something like that. And um, it was only, it was supposed to, be, they said it was an hour long conversation, but what they showed was only four and a half minutes. So I'm like, okay, the, the first thing that I think of is where is the remaining 55 minutes? But it was also edited and it was, they say that the Secretary of State has brought it out, but I don't know. Um... I don't know who brought it out. Some people are even saying that it's against the law in Georgia. But I listened to it and the the people that are against Trump, they say that he's saying that he's looking for votes. But 
I feel I haven't heard the whole video, of course, is uh, the whole uh, the whole phone call. But I think we all need to listen to the whole phone call, just like we need to listen to the whole phone call and everything with Hunter Biden and all the other people that are having issues. Um, if you want to make, um, if you want to have an opinion on it. But I was just like, where's the 55 minutes? And why does it sound like the Secretary of State, the way he speaks, it sounds like he knows that he's being recorded. And the President Trump knows that he can be, re I think they record everything that he's doing. So I feel like he probably has the whole phone conversation and he should bring it out to the forefront. But it also felt like he was giving a warning, like, well, last chance to do the right thing. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but it was just, uh, yeah, Dirk, you've been quiet and you yeah, can yeah, talk. Yeah. I, I checked it and Georgia is a one-party consent state. So as long as the person talking to Trump or Trump himself consented to the recording, it's okay. Okay. But obviously they didn't. Both didn't. Okay, so that's so that, the that latest. that makes wiretapping, and that's illegal. Okay, so that the last thing has not been said about that phone call. And it's just another... I think a lot of people feel like this was another hit piece, another way to, to take Trump down. And some people are starting to notice what they're doing, like by editing little snippets. And also, what Trump says, the first thing that he says is that it's... Um, that that it's that people are angry in Georgia, and I can say that from seeing people on Twitter and other social media talking that they are unhappy with Georgia and they want everything to be transparent. And why are they going against you know transparency? So I don't know if this is going to hurt Trump. I want to hear the whole thing, but um, they have been talking more about this phone call already than the whole Hunter Biden issue. So you see that. It's a really dirty, dirty game they're playing right now. And of course, this comes out just two days before the elections in Georgia. They want to do everything for um, Georgians to turn against Trump. He's doing a rally tomorrow, I believe. And they just want people to stay home, be upset, stay home. But I don't know. Uh, I hope patriots, if they want to vote, they should vote. That's their right. And we have to just... Just uh, wait to see what uh, what's going to happen. But also, people are worried that what all the issues that are happening in other parts and also in Georgia over the past months that that this election is not going to be fair and square. So, yeah, we'll hear more about this. This is a problem. I see that um, I get a request asking if uh, I can tweet some publicly available streams of the hearing rally on Tuesday if I encounter them. There, yeah, Wednesday. I will, um, of course, I'm very much into it. So when you follow my Twitter account or all the other social media, I always try to, I use every social media account I have for different purposes, but all together you get a good view of what my day looks like. And uh, I will definitely, when I see some news or, you know, interesting facts or, uh, like you say, a live stream of the hearings. I will definitely share them with you. Also, Trump is doing this rally. We will hear from him, I think, on January 6th. He will be there as well. And um, I think that the that people like Roger Stone and other important 
key figures in the whole Trump campaign will speak. It will be very interesting to watch. And uh, I see also people saying best wish for 2021. This is also, I don't know if I did it in the beginning of this stream. I was trying to make everything work, but I also wish everybody a very happy 2021. And I, I didn't want to do a 2020 look back because, you know, we've been talking about it too much. It's better to look forward and to look to the future and see what we can do all together. But it is you know, always nice for everybody to talk, to get to each other. And uh, I will do my English live streams because I noticed that the English live streams have usually much different information than the Dutch live streams that are specifically for the Dutch audience. But yeah, we're going to talk more together, the, the life aspect of it and that everybody can talk to each other and everybody can ask me questions or each other is just a really nice th thing. I hope that you enjoy it too. And um, another thing that's happening tomorrow is, well, actually let's do first what's happening right now. Nancy Pelosi still, she wants to be the speaker of the house and we, they need to vote for her. Today is also the day that many of the Congress members are being sworn in, the new, the people that have, um, that won the election and there's no contesting uh, there. They're sworn in and Nancy Pelosi wants to be the speaker of the house, but they need to vote for her. So what's happening is that one member was tested positive for COVID not even that long ago and supposed to be in quarantine, but is forced to come back to the, to the Capitol Hill and vote because otherwise uh, Pelosi doesn't have enough votes. But it feels that a lot of people, a lot of politicians are using the COVID as a as a weapon, they are weaponizing the virus and they're using it to their benefit. We saw that with the, the protests that were allowed to happen, but then other rallies were not allowed and they're so bad. And the same with now that everybody has to stay home, you're told to, to quarantine if you have the virus, you're actually told to quarantine if you don't have the virus, but then if it's for political purposes and they need to vote, you have to actually be there then yeah they say that she's this person is going through a different entrance but still you you get the picture they're not they just do whatever what pleases them and what works for them um so that's happening today and what's also interesting and sad is that i also saw about four young newly elected congress members that have died they were supposed to be sworn in and they died of complications. Some say COVID complications. They were all like 40 years old. I think one was 60 years old, but there were a few that were only 40, 42 years old. That caught my eye today. I was like, why do all these young GOP members that were supposed to be sworn in today, why do, are they dying? And um, it's just something that I want people to look into, you know, um, what's going on. Is it because they didn't wear a mask or... Um, other reasons it's just something that I noticed and oh, so much going on tomorrow we also have another important thing within the whole Trump community many people want Julian Assange to be pardoned by President Trump in, as his last gesture if it would be his last gesture please pardon uh, Julian Assange a lot of people are asking him to do that even Edward Snowden who himself is now in Russia 
Um, and Julian Assange has an extradition hearing tomorrow, January 4th. And they want him to come to America. But he has been kept for years. And he's a, many people say he's a journalist. And many people say Julian Assange is a journalist. And that he just was publishing truth. And that's why they want him to be pardoned. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But another thing to follow tomorrow, I think the li- hearing is also going to be probably live in England or UK. I don't know what's going to happen if he's going to be extradited, but definitely another thing to watch. So basically every day, the coming days, there's something interesting to watch on TV. And then it's not even the, f- the first days of January, but probably the rest of the year is a lot that's going to happen. What is going to happen? It's... Yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know how you feel, but it is an interesting time in our lives. We have people talking about the Great Reset. We have people talking about continuing lockdowns, that you're not allowed to go somewhere if you don't get uh, vaccinated. I noticed that there's actually a bill here in New York State that are talking about. One is, there's actually two bills, but... One bill is to prohibit people from forcing mandatory vaccine vaccinations. And the other bill is to actually make it mandatory. And of course, I don't want that one because I think it should be something of free will. If you want to be vaccinated, you should. And if you don't know, that's okay. But then you also have this bill, another bill, third bill. And I hope it's not true, but people say it is true where they are going to actually... Um, force people in um, quarantine camp or something if you have, if they feel like you were in contact with someone with a disease. This is so vague. It could be that your mailman comes in and has disease. So uh, what disease? COVID or maybe something else? That's dangerous and doesn't sound like this is America to me. I heard Tim Poole talk about uh, in his podcast about uh, why people are still living in New York. I question that. uh, I'm questioning myself. Why am I still living in New York? Well, basically because I have an apartment here and I live here. But definitely all these things that people are actually thinking about it makes me and Dirk Wright were thinking of uh, moving. But then I also want your guidance. Where in America should should we move to? Because I want a place where people are of sane mind, where I like four seasons. Dirk would like it to be a little warmer, right? I think Dirk is also forgetting that he can speak a little bit or he's doing research. What are you doing? I don't want to interfere with your talk. Oh, you think it's good? You're listening. Oh, I love it. Men that listen. Mm -hmm. Men who listen. That's how you say it. I would prefer a similar climate all year round. Uh, and the reason for me to move out of New York would be if there is a mandatory vaccination. I'm not going to do mandatory vaccination. No, There's no chance. Yeah. So, um, but then also, where are we going to move? Because this is all we know. Well, I've traveled all over America. Dirk hasn't, has been to a few places. Definitely not California. Um, there are some blue states. Um, Florida seems like a good option. 
Texas is becoming very blue too. So, you know, everybody from California is fleeing to, to, um, um, to Texas and especially even Joe Rogan and other people are going to these, uh, this, what's the city Austin, Texas. Yeah. So we're, we are contemplating what to do, but I have my podcast here. So we're, you know, I'm, I'm first going to build that with you guys and these videos and we're going to talk together about everything happening and, um, we'll see what else is going to happen in the coming years, but definitely everything is going to be in our minds. We're gonna, if there's an opportunity for work or whatever, yeah, we'll move. And it also needs to be an area in America. You have this thing where in certain cities, they still have stupid rules against certain dogs and breeds. And I want, like I said, a place where people are of same mind and treat everybody equally. So yeah, we're going to think about that. What else? Um, I'm going to also look at your comments. And I see that also in um, in California, we have Gavin Newsom. There's a website called, uh, I believe it was called Recall Gavin Newsom. A lot of people are signing up. They want him to be out. I also, a little fact that I saw is that he was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle, who was the, uh, who is the girlfriend, the current girlfriend of Donald Trump Jr. Um, yeah, so everything seems to be related here. Or everybody seems to be related to each other. That's what I should say. But people in California are definitely not happy with um, the way Gavin Newsom is dealing with everything. And the same that's happening here with Governor Cuomo is the lockdown is pretty strict in New York. And it is so ridiculous. And um, only, you know, I cannot see it myself because I'm inside, but what I see from videos of the people around me and the city, what the city looks like, it's, it's costing the people, the, the small business, a lot of money to comply. And it just makes no sense. One of these things is that they have these outdoor dining spaces, but they made them little tents or little igloos and made them queue with little heater and closed off. And you see these restaurants that have normally an inside, they now have this outdoor little tents that are closed off. Like it's indoor dining, but outside costing a lot of money for the people involved where the waiter goes in and out in a small confined area with no air circulation besides then opening the door. Um, it looks really cute, but one restaurant, I, yeah, there's just a few. Everybody is very creative. It's very creative, but it definitely is not outdoor dining anymore, but they have to do it because otherwise they go bankrupt. And many restaurants have already gone bankrupt. And uh, even though the lockdown is very tough in New York, New York has the highest amount of people dying, especially in nursing homes. Again, last March, Governor Cuomo had a executive order saying that if nursing home residents had COVID and were ill, but not ill enough for the hospital, the nursing home had to take them back. Even if the nursing home couldn't take care of them and properly keep them separate, um, they still had to keep uh, get them back. And that meant that a lot of people were infected. And there's even one nursing home, I believe they had like 100 people dying. It was really crazy. And especially the elderly that were suffering. But 
the people here, 97% wear masks. It's uh, the one good thing that Governor Cuomo did was talk to everybody every day during the lockdown, the first lockdown. And nobody really has an issue with the mask. And it's quite different. I We were just in the Netherlands for a few weeks. And the government there, they really don't know what they're doing. And they have the same amount of deaths compared to... It's the same size as New York. And uh, per capita, they have the same um, death toll. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, the lockdowns, is it working? It feels like the place that has all the strict lockdowns have higher amount of deaths. But, yeah, we can talk about hours uh, about this, but I think the coming year will definitely be a lot of talk about this virus and about the lockdown and unfortunately we're gonna hear people the one thing that i know is in america that was different than the netherlands is in america they talk about medication different vaccinations treatments everything that can help people and in the netherlands this um person in charge minister de jonge he only wants to talk about vaccinations there's no talk about any medication that might work or any vitamin protocol that could support um, because it's all, yeah, not real science, he says. But there's so much science coming out that it actually helps. And I feel it's the best if you really want to fix the situation and you don't want to use it for other goals. Because I feel that they're also using this whole virus for their own benefit. You see it with a, with the politicians in America, like Gavin Newsom or Governor Cuomo. When they want to go out to dinner, they will go out to dinner. Um, and we haven't even talked about Mayor de Blasio. He was so tone deaf. He was in, nobody was allowed in Times Square. You know, Times Square is the one place where everybody gathers in New Year's. It's like so busy. And they, nobody was allowed to go there this year. But who was there dancing with his wife in the middle of Times Square, having their own private party? Mayor de Blasio. Even someone like, uh, Andy Cohen, who is a left-leaning celebrity, he's a host of Bravo TV. He was even like, I don't want to see that. Fix this city. So nobody likes de Blasio on both sides. Nobody likes him. But this was so tone deaf. This was so, like, disgusting. But that's what they do. They don't eat. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe they don't, don't feel like it's a bad thing. That's That it's a poor taste or bad taste. How, I don't know how you say that, but... It was just uh, so, yeah, disgusting in my opinion. And um, everybody wants to celebrate in Times Square. It's like really fun. If you're in New York, you want to do that. So, yeah. But these politicians, they do everything in their own benefit. And what you notice in Europe is that you, people feel like they're forcing the EU agenda onto the people in the different countries. And America, you see that the politicians just do whatever pleases them. And I'm sure that if there wasn't a pandemic, President Trump was going to win the election 100%. And yeah, I also, Dirk is pointing out that um, there was also a whole issue with, uh, I believe her name is Shirlane, the wife of, of Bill de Blasio. She was wearing a certain mask with certain signs that everybody in the conspiracy theory... Um, um, but this is full-blown pedophilia science. That's that. This was in the FBI papers, and if if you are of sane mind, you would never, never do this. This is so stupid. 
Yeah, so it just Google her mask, what she was wearing during the New Year's Eve event. It was quite crazy. But yeah, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. But what I want to say is that President Trump has, was everything was going in his favor. Even though they tried to impeach him, they I think it was a mistake on their side that he got voted in. That was not going supposed to happen, but it happened. So they had to get him out. It didn't work. And then... Um, it fell. It feels that Trump was le- leading. He was really going to be reelected. It was going to be, you know, the economy was doing well. Everybody was having jobs. Um, the minorities were having more minority groups had much more money in their pocket. Many more people working. Nobody was complaining. There was less racism. People were getting along. And then this pandemic happened. And first they all said, let's go out. I don't know if you remember, but Nancy Pelosi said it, Mayor Blaser said it, the commissioner in New York, they all said it. It's on tape, it's on Twitter, that we shouldn't be worried of this virus from China. We should, it's it's uh, actually, even Joe Biden said it, it was very bigoted and what, um, not bigoted, what do you say, um, xenophobic to um, boycott the flights from china and that trump did that was uh, he was a xenophobe and they all said let's go out let's go out and then suddenly there was everybody was ill and then they all did this tough lockdown which some say is against the constitution but i never forget things because i remember important days and maybe i miss the exact date but it could be one day later one day uh, earlier I believe that the March 5th was de Blasio saying that uh, we should all, we should not worry. We should just go out and about. I believe it was February 24th and Nancy Pelosi went to Chinatown and say we should all just go to Chinatown. It's fine. Um, I believe it was March 25th or 23rd that Governor Cuomo signed that executive order that now you cannot really find online. They took it away um, about the nursing home people to bring them to the nursing home again. But it's okay if you miss one or if you don't know the exact day, but as long as you remember that it happened, because what many people, there's a lot of tactics that they use is one of them is that people tend to forget. They tend to forget bad things happening. It's also when you give birth, supposedly right after you forgot that it was so painful. I don't know. People tell me this or when you have had a trauma that sometimes you blackout so you don't remember um it's your body also protecting yourself and this is also a traumatic experience for a lot of people so but what i tell people is just please really imprint important moments in time in your brain so you remember because politicians that want to get away with things they 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 do things so you either forget that it happened or when you when it happens that you don't uh, continue asking for the truth or transparency. So what's happening right now with Donald Trump and all these patriots that want fair elections and want transparency, normally people are just like, okay, it's too big. Let's just focus on our own lives. And yeah, he lost. There's nothing we can do. New chances next time. But because also of this lockdown, people have time to sit at home and do research and be like, no, this is not fair. I want transparency. I want to talk. I want this to be investigated. There's too many people that are under oath um, giving a testimony and we need to just talk about it. Why can't we talk about it? So 
the lockdown is also going against them that they thought that it would be easy, but it's not easy because people are now aware. And you, some say it's the red pill that they took, that suddenly you see everything clear, even if the truth is not so great. But others say it's just that, you know, we're, we're say, sitting at home. We just see these things happening. We're more conscious. We see it. We, um, we're aware. And uh, I'm always for transparency. If there's a discussion, if there's an issue, it's great. Also with Trump, if he tapes all his conversations, that would be great. And also, um, you know, especially important conversation, you'll never have a discussion about it if it's on tape. So I'm not upset. And maybe Trump knew this. And some people say that he is playing like 6D or 5D chess. I don't know. I do know that he said before the elections that there was probably going to be election fraud because he had the signs. So if he didn't do anything to prevent it, that's pretty stupid. Uh, and then if if he loses in the end and uh, Joe Biden becomes president, then it's on his, uh, then, then he didn't do what was needed to avoid it and to be prepared. And the same with this, with this um, phone call, if he wasn't prepared and um, if he, if he doesn't have the whole phone conversation and um, he doesn't know what he's doing, then yeah. And also what I want to say to the people that are against transparency, against audits, and they think it's just stupid and courts looked at it, which courts didn't look at it, but wouldn't you want Trump to look really bad? Because if there is no voter fraud and the audit shows that, then all these patriots and all these... Trump supporters and Trump himself, they will look so stupid because they've been saying that there was fraud, but it wasn't. So what do you have against just having an audit? It seems like the logical thing to do and then prove all those people wrong. It's not a big deal, right? But the way they are so against it, and also some Republicans, even Ms. Romney is against it. And I'm like, why? What? what's wrong with just following the constitution and tr auditing these things and being transparent. Yes, uh, I see. I'm also looking at these comments. I see that um, the politicians are taunting us, but it's not, not only politicians, also celebrities. I'm so happy that I'm not in the entertainment industry anymore. I know so many stories and I've worked in it for 20 years as a model. I've seen a lot. I have been to a lot of places, but I still cannot figure out if it's because I had a burnout and my life kind of completely stopped and I was just inside for a long time. And I only, the only thing I could do was read up on things and watch things from my own safe home um, that I noticed the real reality or if it's just that they are these celebrities are just in their own world and they really feel they can lecture people for instance climate change that the world is going to end and the seas are going to rise but then they buy these houses on the beach first of all it doesn't make sense why would you spend millions of dollars first of all they're very rich they get very rich of saying these things but why would they spend millions of dollars on a beachfront property even obama has done that but why, why is it that, um, and, and not only that, um, I remember when I was still modeling and 
Al Gore was saying that the world was going to end. I was really worried and I started my whole green movement. I was kind of the first model to like want to save the world because Al Gore said so. But 12 years later, we're still here. Or 14 years later, New York is still here. There's no big difference um, in those years. So we're still here. And they're scaring us also with things we don't know about the future. We don't know what is gonna ha- what's going to happen. Do we have to give up everything for uncertainty? No, we just live our lives. Maybe a few smarter decisions here and there. But um, this, this scaring people and then at the same time going to buy a property beachfront or yeah, the, we cannot fly, we shouldn't fly anymore. Uh, and then they take private planes themselves. That's crazy. But I also noticed whatever the lockdown is doing, it's uh, accomplishing a few things that all these people want is that, for instance, um, you know, I flew with KLM, it's a Dutch airline, and a lot of people are leaving because suddenly the planes are not full. They're like one third full. And these uh, flight attendants have to find another job. One flight attendant, flight attendant was actually telling us that, that um, you know, going to do another, um, you know, becoming a real estate agent. They have to, so airline industry is going to shrink, which is something they want. And um, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of things are happening because of these lockdowns. But I really want you to focus also on supporting your own peeps, your own people, buying local. I also do it. I order in from like small grocery store, not the big chain. I try to avoid, I buy things online because you have to sometimes. But if I have the chance to buy it with a small vendor, a small business, I know that that money goes straight into their pockets and then their family has food. And this is something I'm trying to do every day to make a difference because we can all make a difference with the way we spend our money. Because unfortunately over the past year, we have seen that the rich have gone become richer and many people have lost their job. And it's not like they want to, these rich people want to do something with the money for, um, and give them back. It's they're becoming richer. So the only thing we can do is to make sure that the small businesses that we still have the middle class and the small businesses making money as well. And we don't want people to go out of business. So whatever you can do in your power, that's a smart tip. Um, Someone says Trump has been tricked. Yeah. If, um, and they, you say there really should be an audit only then they can prove Trump is wrong and Biden would be the legitimate new president. Yes, but if Trump is right, he should be reelected. Um, yeah, that's just uh, why what's, a, you know, being transparent is the way to go. That's what I think. But if Trump doesn't get four more years, you have to understand that he it's amazing what he did these four years. It was not supposed to happen. He wasn't supposed to give power to the people. Uh, people were supposed to think they have the power, but they don't really. And... But he made it four years and life in America became so much better. So it's amazing what he did. And I appreciate him for that. I saw it. I even now, you know what he did this week, even do with everything going on, he started this thing or actually since January 1st, it's in, uh, it's, it's, uh, say that active, 
Um, price transparency for hospitals and medical um, supplier, no, not medical suppliers, that offer medical treatments that people need to know beforehand on the website what it's going to cost. So people can compare. This will drive prices down because then they can say, oh, your MRI is this price here, but I can get it cheaper in this place. And that will drive work because an MRI is an MRI, but it can go to a different place. Or maybe they say, yeah, but our place is more expensive, but we have a better MRI machine. But it's more transparent because right now, why... Um, the, the, the healthcare is so expensive in America is also because we don't know really what everything costs. And that's, you get surprise bills in the end of the month and he wants to avoid that. So it's not really about affordable healthcare that you have an insurance because insurance companies make most money of it. It's really, if people need help or need medical treatment that they know beforehand what to expect and that the prices go down. And uh, courts, he they they sued him, but he won. So that's a really big deal. That also medication, I thought it was. Um, um, I forgot the name. Every time I think of this, um, it's in it's in the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. But it's about that he wants every country to have this that are outside of America that have certain price for certain medication that they. That in America you have it for the same price because in America it's usually ten times more expensive, and they say yes because um, research costs a lot of money. But why do Americans have to pay for all the research? It's not fair. That's what President Trump is saying. So he wants the pharmaceutical companies to um, pay or uh, offer the medication for the same price as foreign countries, which I can only applaud. I think it's great. I'm very confused with the prices of my medication. It's one month it's this price and it's higher than I get a coupon. It's cheaper. Um, it should just be a clear lowest price possible. And, and then most people can afford their health uh, care products. For instance, um, insulin or, um, you know, when you have diabetes and you cannot afford it, it's crazy. You should be able to afford it. It's very cheap in other countries. Why not in America? So th that's what he's been doing over the past weeks with everything going on. And I think it's a big deal. And uh, in America, people just want to be in charge and they want to know, want to be able to make their own decisions also in healthcare. But of course, the pharmaceutical companies don't really like this uh, and the hospitals don't like it. But yeah, it's going to happen. I'm actually going to check it out uh, if the hospitals already have everything on their website. Um, yeah, so that's 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 what's going on. And uh, with Trump, like I said, we should be appreciative that he tried, that he did this for the people. I think a lot of good things happened, especially for the minority communities. You won't see it in the mainstream media, but facts matter. And the people that have... Trump also got the most support ever for Republican president, presidential candidates from the Hispanic community and African-American community. That's also why he won Florida. Um, yeah. And uh, some people also, going back to the election, some people say, yeah, but Florida he won, then we need an audit there as well. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, and also that's what the Trump supporters say. Go ahead, audit everything. We love you to audit everything, but that's going to be such a big task and there's not much time. And 
a lot of money. So you want to focus on the issues where there's contention. And that's in those states where suddenly in the middle of the night, there was a big drop of um, votes and where people were told to leave the people supervising. That's what people question. Why did the supervisor have to leave? And then they kept counting. And suddenly there was a drop of ballots in these states around the same time. That was something unusual. Why not investigate this? There's people on the so many hours of testimonies of people. Um, yeah, so I also think there's some weird things. I don't know if it's going to change the results, but it was definitely weird. I don't know. Dirk, do you have anything to uh, add to that? No, I see a comment uh, from uh, 711. Who is that again? I think it's Dick. Dick. Is that Dick? Okay, so Dick says it should be should be relative to buying power, uh, the price of medication. But I think that's kind of what uh, Holland wants to do or ma many uh, countries in Europe try to do. If they think the price is too high, they just claim the drug and they make it generic. And that undercuts uh, the people in America. So the Americans pay more uh, because Europe claims the drug because they think it's too expensive but Europeans still have a lot of buying power so it would make sense for Africa but definitely not for Europe okay well there's a long discussion with healthcare we can talk for hours we have a lot of experience with it in both systems in the social system in the Netherlands but also in America um, so we can have a different chat about that at one point. But right now we have this election that's still not finished. It's still not clear. Still nobody conceded. We have Trump versus Biden. And um, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I also noticed it with my friends. They don't want to talk about it. Some people feel like with President Biden, then things become normal again. And then they don't want the riots because where did the riots go? They're suddenly gone. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was. It felt like the COVID and the riots that was all trying to undermine President Trump's really good results. And it worked. But is it going to really, you know, succeed? I don't know. We have to see. But it's just a very, very crazy time. And I'm really, I'm trying to stay hopeful. Um, but yeah, of course, I'm a realist. So... I want it to be fair. If Joe Biden won fair and square, I want to see it. And um, I, I cannot do anything about it because, as I said, I cannot vote. So I'm just an observer. And I will. I have to accept who is going to be the president because that's just um, the moment I become American citizen, I can vote and I have a say. But right now I'm just observing. And I'm just, as a legal immigrant, I know President Trump loves legal immigrants. I know last time we were at... Um, USCIS uh, office to, uh, you know, the immigration office. There were so many people from so many different countries that were getting their green card or the American citizenship. And President Trump is all about the legal immigrants. And because I'm a legal immigrant, I felt very appreciated by President Trump. And uh, I've, some of my friends who don't even appreciate it, they got, they became American citizen and they got a letter from President Trump, uh, you know, inviting them to America with the great opportunities. And I was so jealous, but I was also like, that's so great. 
But maybe if I if Joe Biden wins and becomes a president and I become American citizen, then I get a letter of Joe Biden. So then maybe we can switch or swap and I'll have the Trump one uh, and he can have the Biden one. But yeah, it's just the way it is. So sometimes things are bigger than we are, but we can also make our own decisions what we're gonna ex- what we're gonna accept and what we're going to um, live with. And it's just your own truth. You have to make your own life comfortable and you know take care of yourself, take care of your health. Whatever these politicians, these crazy politicians, because let's be real, who wants to be a politician in these days? Nobody. Uh, you have to be a certain kind of crazy to want to do it. You know, whatever they decide, you have to kind of live your own life. But then again, if you know that there's something wrong, I notice this with people, the time to be quiet and complacent and just accept everything, um, you know, it's about speaking out and informing each other. We always thought that peace, you know, I was born, um, I won't say exactly how many years ago, but, not when the war um, ended, um, a little bit after the war. And um, we we were are so used to peace, living in peace, but it's not a given, it's not normal. And we you have to kind of always fight for peace. To We see other countries in the world that were very peaceful and beautiful uh, democratic countries, and they have become hell holes over the years and it can happen anywhere and we see that also in america so what we have to do is stick together and and fight for our communities and lobby also in new york here um they de blasio wants social low-income housing in soho which is not the area for that um yeah it's just uh they want just certain people want to level everybody and be everybody be equal and then there's one power above them that tells them what to do this is also some people that are saying we shouldn't get the basic income it's not a good thing because then you are relying on government and every time the government is um you know telling you you're you you are the government can tell you what to do. That's not a good thing. You want to be as financially independent as possible so you have the power to live your life the way you want. So I think that's a good thing. Um, good question. Wouldn't you postpone citizenship if Biden or Harris gets sworn in? This is a very good one. And this is definitely true. I, I'm If Trump was going to be president, I would definitely become a citizen. If Joe Biden or Harris are going to be president... I will have to think twice. Um, the Netherlands has issues too. And um, yeah, where else? Where can you go? There's a Dutch song that says that you can only go to Belgium. But I don't know uh, if that's the place to go. I have some friends in other p- parts of the world. But if I hear Australia, they have this mandatory vaccine. You cannot go anywhere. So it's... it's it's This is humanity a, a struggle of humanity and um yeah a struggle for humanity this is this is i do think this is gonna be um yeah a big big shift but what's good about internet is that we've all been able to do research and we are in contact with everybody and unless there's a solar flare we are able to continue to do that and the more you know, the more you study, 
they want you to watch these movies at night, but please take the time to research, learn new, new, um, um, how do you say that? Learn new trade? No. New skills. Skills. Learn new skills. skills. You did that last year, right? You I expanded. You expanded yes. your skills. You were like, we're in a lockdown. I'm going to study to be more expert in another web development no, part. It was because my green card was postponed. The interviews were postponed. So you studied. Oh, yeah, yeah. you couldn't work. Yeah. And so you I wasn't studied. I was allowed to work. I couldn't get the green card. It was delayed. Yeah. So you took the time to study a new skill. And I think that everybody should do that if they have the time. And online, there's so many skill um, places or schools and education. Okay. There, there are two very interesting comments. So yeah. the last one is Nancy was just elected Speaker of the House. Okay. Well, that's uh, she. She was probably elected with a small majority because this person with COVID uh, was flown in because of um, you know selfish reasons. Nancy Pelosi needed her vote. But uh, yeah, you got my birthday. So we every day things are happening. We're gonna watch. We're gonna see it. And I hope you like this new setup. If you have any comments, if you don't like something, let me know. And uh, we're going to talk more. And Dirk is going to speak more. I know Dirk is going to, is doing 10 things at the same time. It's a whole production, but it's fun. And if uh, I love the support with your help, we can grow this bigger and be more of a voice of the people that don't know how to, you know, um, to, to get the word out. And um, I just like to talk. Oh, Dirk has a comment. Do, do you want to go over one more comment? Yes. Okay. So Elia says, I heard some uh, people telling that Trump should begin his own party. Uh, what do you think about that? Ellie, what do you think about that? I think um, that's what I said in the beginning, that Republicans are not really... Some Republicans don't understand that Trump is the party right now. So there are now some going against them, but there's already a lot of supporters of Trump. They're saying, if you go against the president, against Trump, we're going to primary you, meaning we're going to challenge you when you are going to run for re-election. We're going to have another uh, opponent against you for that GOP spot. And some say, um, if Trump doesn't win, can get this out, he can should start his own party. But I think Trump is bigger than that. If you see also his support worldwide in Africa, a lot of people like him. It's interesting. Even in Hong Kong and other parts, they love him. So he has a lot of support. So whether it's just in a political system in America, I feel that if Trump, whatever he's going to do, if it's a broadcasting network or it's going to be bigger, I think if it's if it's outside, if he's not the president, Joe Biden's the president, it could be still that President Trump is leading all the news cycles and in the news all the time because he's Trump. And um, I was never interested in him before. You know that. Um, I just thought he didn't like his taste and didn't like what he did. He did like boxing or whatever and Miss Universe um, contest, which no, that's nothing for me. But 
then when he became president or a presidential candidate and I saw the media turning on him, that was very interesting for me. And then I saw how they treated him and then I started looking into him. So now I'm back in New York. I have videos. I have um, a video of the place where Trump visited. All these things that I have to do the coming weeks. I still, I'm still going to do it. Whatever is going to happen to him. Um, it's about just continuing the conversation. And I hope you will join me in that conversation. And um, I didn't have an a clear answer. Do you think it's possible for him to? Yes, I think it's possible. Trump is starting his own Trump. Trumpism party. But do you think it it'll have that he has a chance because he has been cozying up to a lot of uh, Republicans, yeah. senators, and everybody. Some can I join him. Yeah, but I think he you you need that support. But some can join him. But I think if there's a time in in American history where this could happen, the two party system that a third party could actually have a chance, it's now. And the impact of Trump is the amount of people that, yeah, there's a lot of people that hate him, but the the amount of people that love him is so big. And we have seen it on the streets when we talk to people, people we don't even, uh, you know, expect. They were like, I love Trump. I love Trump. Immigrants, whatever. They all love Trump. And um, yeah, if whether you like him or not, he's bigger than everybody and whatever yeah, happened i wonder if it, would it be better for him to start his own party or I, to start a media yeah channel? i thought that maybe because that's a second yeah so i think if he starts a media thing you will be bigger and he will be he will be over the news i think um and, and and taking over joe biden in the mainstream media all the time if he does his own thing so it would be very interesting as actually to see president trump um outside of the white house what he's going to do it will be very interesting he will be big influence maybe even more when he doesn't have to deal with china and iran and all that for the people he would be a big influence i think in the made in america and make america great again movements people will continue that even if he's not president People love America. Americans love America. Patriots love America. They love their families. Um, it's it awakened a lot of young people, even people watching here, some, but also people outside of um, just in America that we saw along the route uh, when we were going out on a trip that young people that were like, I'm so, I'm so excited to be... Um, Yeah, but it doesn't work. Dirkus keeps saying that I have to put pull the microphone down, but it doesn't really work. Or can I do it like this? Oh yeah, maybe like that. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of young people have been awakened and they were like, yes, I want to fight for my country. And I think over the past 20 years, not as much as these young, so young people. I'm really surprised. And it's also in other countries it's happening. The positive people, the people that, that, that love that it's all about love and family and friends and the country and working together. So if you continue that, and even if things don't go your way and if Trump cannot fight this whole swamp thing, because yeah, just like Derek said, there's a lot of people that, you know, you need support. You need people to be on the same page. The still the, the energy, the, the hope he gave a lot of people that should that will continue and it should continue because it will give you hope and happiness in your life and um, 
I, I think, yeah, either way, it's going to be very interesting what's, what is going to happen. Did you have another comment? Me? Oh, yeah. Also in New York City, I see one comment about, did you hear about the cancel school where white kids must say they are less than black kids? This is also happening in very expensive schools in New York City that are 50 plus thousand dollars a year where they need to do these white privilege uh, classes. Really crazy. Um, we're all equal, but for some people, no, you're not equal. It's really crazy. I'm happy a lot of African-American also taking a stand against it. Uh, we're all in this together. There shouldn't be any device and our division. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Don't even. I see some comments about what they're trying to do. This reverse racism. It's infuriating. And yeah, it's just make sure that if you see something, some racism that you know, don't just accept it and take a stance. And that's what also going back to Trump, and then I'm going to, uh, you know, talk about other things or, um, president Trump ever saying, hold the line and stop the steal and count the vote or audit the vote and just support Trump. Um, after election, people were like, yeah, just get over it. He he lost. But we need to, what, everything that's worth fighting for doesn't come easy. Everything that's easy is usually not, it's just like fast food. Yeah, you can eat it, but it's not the best. While if you go in the kitchen and you make yourself your own burger with really good meat, it's the best burger you probably ever had. Um, so... When you believe in something and you want to fight for something, something that's important, it, it takes effort. It's not easy. Life is not easy. People think it's so easy living life. No, it's not easy. Um, I know it from my own experience. Dirk knows it. Um, when you want to do the right thing, I'm in, in a court case for six years already to get justice for my horseshoe too, that who was mistreated. And uh, you get um, setbacks. But when you believe and you know that something is not right, you fight for it. And um, usually, the we have a saying in Dutch, the aanhouder wins. So the one last man standing, a person that fights and keeps, you know, holds the line, keeps the faith, usually wins in the end. It's just... Uh, and I, I hope also... But it's things and good things in life is not easy. There's a lot of people that don't have the best interest of you or of the country at heart. And we need to, we need to just make sure that, that, you know, good, just, that's what I want to tell you that good things take time and you need to continue. It's just like when you become an athlete, the more you train, the longer you train, the better you get at it. And that's just reality. You can't just be like, oh, I'm an athlete. I'm going to win Olympic medal. That's not going to happen. It's the same with anything else in life that's worth fighting for. So I want to thank you for watching and listening. 
I hope you like it. I will do a regular podcast whenever something important is happening in the news in America. I will do a podcast. Otherwise, it's a weekly, but usually more than weekly. And then I'm doing a Dutch version for my Dutch listeners and Dutch viewers. And we're going to talk about more specific Dutch issues also related to America. And uh, Dirk will also join in. I think this is a nice addition that he can talk... um, Dirk has to get used to this. A yes, bit. yes. But I think for the first try, it was pretty good. And uh, so thank you for your support. Below this video, you have some other links. If you want to support me or you want to be a patron, you get more inside info and other fun things. Or um, yeah, it's great. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.